0: Um, Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Hip hip hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's the Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show. On the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now, from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman
1: Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Got my old buddy Rick Canada on today. And Rick, you and I can just. Touch every kind of subject we can even think about uh you do such a great job i do want to mention that first over at the mac and uh it's a uh, workout place that pretty much covers everything it's a fun place to go most of us that have been in this community a long time you'll know just about everybody in there yeah and uh uh, you have people that are professionals that uh, take care of all kinds of uh, things that are needed by the people who are coming to work out for the first time, and and they're looking for something special that that they can enjoy, and it, and it makes them 20 years younger, you might say, because we have people all the way up into their 90s yes. working out there. To young uh, teenagers that are coming in and wanting to get in shape for maybe a sport that they work and and those type things. You showed me one thing that you go in and watch movies while you're working out. I had never been in there because I work out so hard, the sweat won't let me see anyway.
2: Truman, it was so funny last time we – and thank you for having me on. Again. Oh, I love having you and, and you were so right. You and I just sit and talk like old friends, and we yeah. talk about anything. But, yeah, I love talking about the Mac, of course. And, you know, I'm pretty biased. I'm the general manager over there, so, mm-hmm. so I think it's the best gym in town. But, you know, I always tell people – that come in to look at the MAC for the first time. I say, you know, have you lived in Murfreesboro long? And, you know, a lot of them got a lot of new people to Murfreesboro these oh, days. yeah. And they'll say, no, I'm new, and I'm looking around for a gym. And I say, have you seen the other gyms in town? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm starting here. And I say, well, tell you what, before you join, I want you to go look at all the other gyms. Yeah. Because when you look at all of them and compare them, you'll come back to the MAC. And, and we're just far and away the biggest nicest gym in the place and and that's undoubted i mean you, you can't argue that it, it's it's almost 50,000 square feet of fitness equipment and, yeah. and no place in towns near that but yeah you were telling me last time you'd never been in our cardio theater right and i said well truman how do you miss that well with 50,000 square feet you can miss some things in there yeah. but we have a real indoor theater but Instead of chairs, we've got recumbent bikes, regular bikes, we got ellipticals, we got stair climbers, we got treadmills, all the kind of cardio equipment that you'd find in any gym, yeah. and that's all in that theater, and so people will work out watching a movie, and our, and our people who open up in the morning, they get to choose the movie of the day. And we have a library of, I bet, a thousand different movies, and, and folks, like yourself, members will say, "Well, I got some old movies here. If you like them, you know, we'll bring them in." And so we'll we'll take any movie as long as they're PG, PG-13. That's that's as rough as we'll get with them. Yeah. And, uh, but. The the week that we find the theater packed, I do it about every three or four months. We'll have a Rocky week, (laughs) oh, and and I'll play Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three, all the way down through the Creed movies, (laughs) all seven days of the week. And I mean, even the ladies seem to enjoy that. But uh, you know, folks, if they want to bring in their own movie and say, you know, hey, I love this movie and I think everybody will, we'll as long as it's you know a PG movie or less, then we'll put it on and let people see it.
1: Well, you know, Jackie and I went to see the Rocky movie, Sylvester Stallone, the very uh, first time it came out. And uh, I was so uh, uh, just absolutely, when he started doing that run and then went up the steps, I was running in place while I was sitting there watching that. And we got home, and Jackie and I lived out on Rucker Lane in Salem at that time. And as soon as we got home, I changed into my shorts. I bet I ran five miles. I don't, I don't, I maybe even ran further than that. I was so intense during that time. It was amazing.
2: True, and I can relate to you. My wife and I were dating in in college, and she Mm -hmm. went to Florida State University. I was at University of South Florida in Tampa. Well, I'd come up for a visit, and we went and saw Rocky, too. And as soon as that movie ended, I went back, changed clothes, and I just was sprinting all over that campus. It just motivated you to work out, and and that's and
1: you were singing that song the whole time. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, just thinking about going up those steps. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's one of the the more enjoyable movies I have ever seen. You were just you were intent the whole time on watching them. What he was going through at that time well everybody it, it makes you I, that's a great motivator yeah. uh, when you go into the Mac if you're watching rocky one uh you will lose twenty pounds before you get out of there
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and and that's we try to put movies on there that are kind of motivational you know uh I love that because that's the long shot winning it all and that yeah. kind of thing. Those are great movies. Uh, my wife says those are all my favorite movies, and and they are. You yeah. know I love seeing the sports movies and the long shot making it. But uh, yeah, that's the kind of movies we try to put on for the most part. Kind of action movies. Yeah, be, get you up and running and moving. But and then every once in a while, I, I have my chick week, my chick pick week, and we'll show nothing but kind of. You know, the movies that the gals like to watch. And don't see a lot of guys in there that week. But what are they
1: like to d- in today's world?
2: Matthew McConaughey movies. Uh-oh. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. You yeah. Know, those kind of movies. And the gals just love those movies. So we got to do something for our ladies.
1: You know, the, the people change. Um, and the world changes. About every decade, the, they seem to like something different. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are are the women that much different than w- when we were young?
2: I don't think so. I think we all come around to the same thing eventually. So.
1: Yeah. But uh, a lot of, there are many, as equally as many ladies working out at the MAC as there are guys.
2: Truman, I looked at the numbers just a couple of weeks ago because somebody asked me that. It is almost 50 50 exactly, our yeah. membership. You know, almost exactly 50% ladies, 50% men.
1: I, it's not just the what you call the normal in there, because there's a lot of competitiveness oh. between each person that goes in there. And if you if you would say if you were home and you were doing 20 minutes on the bike, and you've got somebody next to you that's really got that bike going fast it gets you into a competitive mode you may be on there an hour you don't want to get up and let him see you get up because you haven't been on there as long as that that that's the
2: truth we got some pretty competitive people in there you know and we've got everybody from the bodybuilder you know and and i want to do a shout out to one of our members terry young terry is in his 50s and he recently placed second in the nationals in uh called beach body uh and, and it's kind of bodybuilding but it's it's not that big huge muscular it's what you would want to see on a beach you know kind yeah of a really tone fit he's still pretty pretty muscular yeah. but, but terry recently placed second in his division in the 50 and up in the nationals well he's so. a
1: baby at 50 years old oh, <laughs> good night
2: he, well to you and I, he is—that's for sure. But, but uh, yeah, he—he's been training hard and he's been wanting to get first place. I think the first year he did it, he was fifth, and last year he was fourth, and this year he's second. So, mm-hmm. we thought he's going to win for sure. But we've got that type of athlete in the gym, all the way to the the lady in her 70s that comes in and says, you know, I'm overweight and I need to lose some pounds and I want to keep my heart stronger and I want to live for my grandkids. Yeah, Those are the opposite ends of the spectrum, and we've got everything in between all of that as well. So
1: You have a lot of heavyweights in there. Do you ever... Uh, heavyweights were my downfall. As you know, I'm very competitive, and the young people at the sheriff's office, we had... Um, we would compete against each other, and uh, we had the the two twenty five clubs, and then the three hundred clubs, and and we went on up. And I never noticed, but I could hear my bones in my back and my shoulders telling me I could hear them kind of cracking a little bit when I was doing that. And and uh, finally, I had to have back surgery. Mm-hmm. And then my shoulders were kind of playing out, too. Do you give advice to people what the long-term effect is going to be in those workouts? Oh,
2: oh sure. You know, we tell people what you should be doing just just for fitness. Mm-hmm. Just this is what you need to do to get in shape for fitness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, such as running. You know, a lot of people get into running, and lo and behold, they're doing 40, 50 miles a week. Yeah. We know for fitness, all you needs 15 to 20 miles a week, and that's yeah. the maximum for fitness. Yeah. If you start going over that, it might catch up with you down the road. And and so. Is that
1: that 30 minute theory that you run something like or workout 30 minutes? I I like to go beyond that a lot of times, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you can you you feel the effects of it later on right. after you've really pushed hard
2: well there was an exercise physiologist dr ken cooper in the 70s that mm-hmm. that really coined the term aerobic and and really taught us about fitness and exercise and he said 20 to 30 minutes a day 3 days a week will give you all the health you want well, what he was speaking on was heart health. Yeah. So if you're looking for a healthy heart, that will give you a healthy heart. But most people that get into exercise are looking for something more. They want to lose weight. They want to gain muscle. And you you know, Truman, 20, 30 minutes three times a week isn't going to get you there. Yeah. You know, you got to do a lot more than that. Well what happens is people get into it, do a lot more, and then they kinda go overboard with it. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, that's it'll, me. it'll catch up. Yeah. Yeah. You're a hard driving competitive and you wanna be number one and, you know, it'll it'll catch up to you eventually, that's for sure.
1: Is there a certain amount of time that you need to take off during the week to make sure that you're not um negatively mm-hmm. affecting your body.
2: Well, you know with with muscle you you used to love to lift heavy weights. Yeah. And with the muscles after you lift the weight, ideally you should take a day off to let it recover and it's growing during that time. yeah It's actually recuperating the muscle fibers. You know, if you ever got that soreness after doing a workout, mm-hmm. that that muscle soreness is really lactic acid and, and torn muscle fibers. Hmm. And, and they will recuperate and repair, but you need to give them about 48 hours. So you can work out every day, but you don't wanna work that same muscle group every day. So yeah. you know the really serious people, they'll come in and they'll go, yep, I'm doing shoulders, back, chest today. Yeah. You know, I'm doing my, my thighs and my quads and my calves today. And they'll do different workouts every day to give those muscles a chance to recover. Um, but yeah, you can work out every day, but definitely need to change the muscle groups around. And even with a runner, a runner may run really hard one day, but then that next day they do not need to run hard again. I know you used to train with the football team at MTSU yeah. in your day yeah, and, and you'd run up and down the stadium steps in there. Yeah, Well, I guarantee you, you were a little sore the next day after doing yeah. those stadium steps. So you wouldn't want to go and do those stadium steps again that next day. Yeah. That next day, you just want to jog easy and let the muscles just relax and recuperate, recover. And then a couple days later, you can go back and do another hard workout. But that's true with any muscle group.
1: You you remember Doc Kreese.
2: Oh, what a great guy.
1: He, he was a great example for everybody. And... Uh, Uh, the things that you're telling uh, me now and the audience out there, uh, a lot of that was the way that Doc would, and and he, of course, he was building big guys. Mm -hmm. He wanted the strength there and and all of those type things. But... uh, Eventually, he was doing an overall thing for those guys, where they they would be able to stay strong and healthy for a, a mm-hmm. numbers of years. Right. They just they just didn't break down as the way a lot of people. You have to be smart with it, don't well, you?
2: And, and Doc, you know, studied exercise physiology, kinesiology, you know, muscle growth and all that. He knew his stuff. I tell yeah. you, he did know his stuff. And the thing that I remember about Doc is man, what a motivator, you know, mm-hmm. just he could he could get anybody to go through a brick wall and yeah, yeah, you know, that's that's what it takes for those football players, I'm sure.
1: And you have social benefits in some ways, it's like belonging to the country club because you have people from all walks of life in there and they're enjoying each other's company. And if you have that along with the the push to become physically healthy, I mean, it's the best place in the world to go. You can't find a better place than that.
2: Uh, Like I say, I'm biased, but I agree. You know, I remember a lady in her 50s came in probably six, eight months ago, Mm -hmm. and she was sitting out in the front, and you could see she just looked a little nervous. Mm -hmm. And I, I just happened to notice her and you know, happened to be out there at that time, and I went over. I said, can I help you? And she said, well, I'm waiting on my personal trainer. I'm I'm, going to go th- with a personal trainer. He's going to show me how to exercise and mm-hmm. get me into shape. And I said, well, that's great. And I said, uh, you know, are, you look a little nervous about it. And she goes, I've never been in a gym in my life. Oh, my. She's in her 50s, and she's a little overweight. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, <laughs> let your trainer know that. And I said, he's going to just take it real easy on you. Truman, that lady comes in all the time now, sticks her head in the door every day. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Mm -hmm. I mean, she looks like she's been there forever. And she's lost a lot of weight. She's in good shape. And you can just see her old confidence, mental attitude is so different. And that lady, she could tackle anything in life now. And and that's what exercise will do for you.
1: Well, a lot of them, then they start working outside. Uh, they get into running competition, and it just makes your whole attitude about yourself. It changes, doesn't it? You you just you feel so confident in in almost anything you do.
2: It really does. And one of the things I I do on the side is I coach distance runners. Mm-hmm. So anybody out there listening, if they need some coaching, I'd love to talk to them. They can call me over at the Mac. And, uh, and I'll get with them. But, you know, I- I'll coach marathoners. Mm-hmm. And marathon, that's not a healthy endeavor. And I tell people that going in. They think, oh, if I can run a marathon, that's good for my health. That's too much. You know, that's 26.2 miles. I don't know that our bodies were made to run that far. But I, I say that. I've done a lot of them in my life, and I've coached a whole lot of people. But when I coach... Would,
1: would you have uh, done it... If you knew what you know today, and do the workouts that you do today. Well,
2: you know, I was blessed. I was given a runner's body. Yeah. I, I'm lightweight. I'm, you know, not not a lot of muscle mass on me, mm-hmm. and I've run my entire life and never had any bone joint any problem. That's so, amazing. Uh, and that's why I said it's just God blessed me with a runner's body, and that's what i was supposed to do, but. For some people, as I see, they struggle trying to get to their marathon finish line. Yeah, I'd probably say, you know, stick with the 5Ks, the three-milers. But everybody I've coached for a marathon has gotten to the finish line. And when they get to that finish line, the days after that, you just see, a transformation they they can do anything they mm-hmm. put their mind to and I mean you put your body through 26.2 miles if physically you can overcome that it's a mental thing to overcome too mentally you just feel like hey I can tackle the world I can do anything I want
1: do you have to have a a, um, a medical uh, report before you tackle something like that. Because a a number of marathoners have actually died during that uh, competition.
2: You are right. You are right. There was a gentleman uh, named Jim Fix.
1: Remember the name? He
2: wrote books about marathon running. Mm -hmm. And Jim Fix died when he was, I want to say, mid-40s. He had gone on a run in New York Central Park. He'd come back to the car and was tying his shoes and he collapsed and died of a heart attack, right? Yeah. there. Well, a lot of people said, well, running's no good for you. Look, runners die of heart attacks. What people don't know is the rest of the story. Yeah. The, re- the rest of the story is this Jim Fix's dad died in his mid 30s. And when Jim Fix was in his mid 30s, he was living the exact same life that his dad had lived. Mm. He was obese sedentary, smoker, drinker. Yeah. He just he just didn't do things. And he hit that age and he said, you know, my dad died at this age, I better do something about this. So he started exercising, he quit smoking, he moderated his drinking, he got better sleep habits, he did all the good things. And Jim Fix lived, I believe, an additional 13 or 14 years longer mm-hmm. than his dad did. That's what exercise did for him. But had Jim Fix gone and gotten a medical checkup, and, and actually the story is he had the opportunity to get a medical checkup on two or three different occasions at the Cooper Clinic mm-hmm. with Dr. King Cooper, who was the guru of all this exercise. And uh, Jim would go, and somebody would kind of need to be tested before him, and he was always like, oh, I'm a distance runner. I'm in good shape. I don't need it. You go ahead and let them get tested. I'll get tested later on. Mm-hmm. Well even though you're a distance runner and in good shape doesn't mean that your heart has some blocked arteries, and that's exactly what they found in him, is he had a number of arteries in his heart that were blocked, and he was a heart attack waiting to happen. Mm. But had he gone to the doctor and been able to see that, they probably would have been able to correct it through surgery. and no telling how long he would have lived. So so yes, if you're getting into something like this, I highly recommend you go check out with the doctor. Yeah. And especially if you've got any kind of history of heart disease in your family, which just about all of us do. And and, uh, I recommend they go to their doctor, get a good checkup, maybe a treadmill stress test to really Mm -hmm. check your heart under stress before you get into it, and then once you get into it, you know you're clear, and then you can push as hard as you want to. So definitely agree with that.
1: Yeah, my uh, even as hard as I was working out, my heart got out of rhythm, hmm. which that will happen to mm-hmm. people from time to time. So they put a pacemaker in me and never had any more problems. Yeah. Uh, my heart would, rate right, would get down to 30 sometimes. Wow. But uh, normally, it would stay around 60, which is pretty healthy good, yeah yeah let's take a quick break All right. we'll be right back with rick canada
2: this is lisa halliburton at bell jewelers inviting you in to see our waterford crystal collection to commemorate that special occasion at bell jewelers we have a nice selection of swiss watches like the Longine. jean And then we also have
0: the Seiko collection. So stop in, we can personalize the back for a special occasion with engraving. Come by and see us at Bell Jewelers at 821 Northwest Broad Street. We're across the street from Tooth. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center.
3: I'm Ron Jordan. The MTSU Aerospace Program is growing. Greg Van Patten, Interim Dean of the College of Basic and Applied Sciences, which is what the Aerospace Program falls under, highlighted some of the areas of growth within the Aerospace Program that need more space as soon as possible.
2: Right now, the focus is on our growing pro-pilot program. The fleet is growing fast, and so the first thing that we would look at moving at least part of our operations would be some of the fleet and some of the flight training, the, the pilot training program.
3: Established in 1942, the Aerospace Department at MTSU has grown to become one of the largest collegiate aviation programs in the United States. A woman from North Carolina has been arrested for sexually exploiting a 15-year-old teenage boy from Rutherford County. Officials confirm that 45-year-old Christy Whiten of Catawba, North Carolina, was arrested over the weekend while driving to Tennessee to meet with the teen. Police say the teen's mother discovered messages on her son's phone from Whiten, who met the boy on social media. Whiten being charged on several counts, including aggravated sexual exploitation of a minor the rutherford county sheriff's office wants to know the whereabouts of the driver of a silver chevy silverado pickup truck accused of breaking into storage units the sheriff's office reports the suspects in the truck were caught on video in the west jefferson pike area july 21st evidently surveillance cameras also captured the license plate on the truck which shows the driver may be from arizona if the tag on the truck is correct There are pictures on WGNSradio.com, along with who to call if you think you can help police find the driver. News on demand 24-7 at our website, WGNSradio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock,
0: when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSradio.com. We
3: are News Radio WGNS. Adams Place Retirement Community is a part of National Healthcare Corporation. In 1971, the founder Dr. Carl Adams had a vision to provide higher quality health care for seniors. His dream was to create a campus concept that offered in-house services for residents as they age with different needs. Call 615-904-7100 and schedule a tour.
1: If you want to get some barbecue, I'll tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. We got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick pig.
3: A Murfreesboro tradition, nineteen twenty East Main.
2: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSradio.com. Good neighbor weather. Few spotty showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon with a blend of clouds and sunshine developing in a high in the mid 90s. Winds out of the north of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojciechski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 75.
0: FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Her daddy used to take
1: her. I bet you got some people in here
2: that have some stories.
1: Oh, gosh, they are. Uh, and welcome back with Rick Canada. Uh, one, of, one of the uh, there, There's two here that uh, I had in class over at MTSC. Dr. Howard is one. He's one of the toughest English teachers they ever had over there. But he was a hero during World War II, and he flew the uh, suicide missions in Germany. Wow. So uh, just fascinating, man. I mean, they're all over the place. We're, uh, Murfreesboro and Rutherford County is a place that you can find people that just are... Uh, Heads above anywhere you can go anywhere in the in the world. It's just amazing how many people have. Uh, it, it's a magnet. It, it draws people in. And of course, a lot of them grew up here. I mean, generations of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad that you're here from Florida. Uh, I hope you're not a Florida fan.
2: No. Football no. fan. No, not, not a Florida. Florida State. Florida State football fan, but I root for Middle now, and uh, I root for all the Tennessee teams. Yeah. Yeah, Truman. I've been here 35 years this year. That's unbelievable. So I really? tell people I'm I'm a Tennessean. You know, I, yeah. I'm converted.
1: Well, let's see. In 1998. Didn't Tennessee play Florida State oh, for the go national there. Don't championship? go
2: there! Hey, what a
1: great <laughs> game that was! I sit there. I, I still can play. Turn that back and play it again. I mean, it's it it, it, it takes me back to a better time. Yeah, right, so. yeah, a
2: better time for UT. That's for sure. But yeah. now, now I've got one for you there. What people from Tennessee won't won't look at is Florida State was playing a backup quarterback. Their regular quarterback had gotten injured uh, about three games before. And they had a freshman, true freshman. Now, he'd gotten a couple games under his Mm -hmm. belt. But he was a freshman playing in the national championship. So so now I I would like to But he heard
1: how great Tennessee's defense was, so he just absolutely just took that day off.
2: Well, I tell you what, that year <laughs> Tennessee was destined to win the championship that yeah. year. I remember them playing a game, I think it was against Arkansas, and Arkansas had the had game one. Quarterback
1: fumbled the ball. Oh
2: my goodness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and when I saw that I I remember looking at that game and I said, you know, Tennessee's destined they're going to win the championship this year you
1: have to have a little bit of luck to win you do and uh I I, uh I can't believe Alabama has stayed up there at the top as long as they have that's unbelievable
2: yeah they're they're doing something right or something wrong yeah (laughs) maybe the
1: other teams are doing something wrong and they're doing something right but uh they're I mean, I, uh, one game I can remember back at Tennessee should have won and, and just blew it against Alabama. Yeah, so that sure did. You, you just never know about those things. So um, if, if you're uh, – what do you like teaching better? I mean, you're, you're teaching people to run marathons. You know, a marathon never appealed to me. I like the 5K and the 10Ks because – they were pretty much sprints when you get right, right down to it you just weren't loping along although those, those marathoners i think they're just under f- five minutes a yes, mile yes. it's unbelievable
2: you know it, it is and i really enjoy you know i enjoy working with everybody i yeah. I, I, I think i get the most pleasure From working with the people who have really never exercised and are really out of shape Mm -hmm. and then I can get them to change their diet their exercise their whole lifestyle and when they do that you just see something click on Mm -hmm. and and they can overcome anything they can conquer anything Uh, but I also like working I've worked with some pretty good almost world-class runners in in my day Mm -hmm. and uh, i had a young lady years ago who was third overall in the chicago marathon and that's world-class that's a
1: tough run there
2: yeah and and uh so so i've i've certainly coached the spectrum um but I, I just enjoy working with people, and Truman, you said it. You and I both are people persons, and yeah. we just enjoy helping and working with them and seeing people succeed. And anytime I can do that, it's a joy. What about David Jones? David Jones is an enigma. <laughs> I I was running one
1: day on the. Uh, this has been a few years ago on the the, the Greenway,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I saw David coming. Well, I've known David for many, many years, and and uh, as he got closer to me, I said, "Where did you start, David?" Oh, I started in Eagleville. Yeah. I said, "What?" <laughs> I mean, he, he was trotting along like it was nothing, probably running a, a, a at least a six-minute mile, and uh, there he was. He has run in the desert. He's yeah. done these 50 mile runs, 100 mile runs. I don't know how he's survived all this time.
2: I, I don't either. And he's got some stories to tell. I would hope you'd have him on your show one day because he's got some stories to tell. But but David and I met many years ago uh, as I came into town. And you know when I moved here, there was only 30,000 people. And there weren't a lot of us runners. And we all got to know each other and stuck together. But David, I don't know if if you know this, as far as I know, he still owns national records for the 100-mile run for men in their 50s and I think men in their 60s as well. And uh, yet I I don't understand how he goes on and on. But you're right. David will run from Eagleville and run the greenway and then run back to Eagleville. Yeah. He'll run 60, 70 miles in a training run uh, just
1: I, I, his wife always goes with him when he does that. And and that's the first time I've ever heard of this. You can not only underhydrate, you can overhydrate. That's correct. And that's overhydrating is is just as dangerous as the other.
2: That's that's pretty rare that people do that, but you can overhydrate. You can have too much and it messes up your electrolytes and can shut down the heart just as dehydration. Yes. For the most part, I tell people, drink, drink, drink. Uh, It's it's difficult to overhydrate, but it has been done. But yeah, David did a a race out in Badwater called Badwater out in the Southwest United States. Said Mm -hmm. it went from the lowest elevation to the highest elevation in that region, 130 something miles. Mm. And he actually took first place in that race. And I think he said he averaged about eight minutes a mile for 130-something miles.
1: That's unreal.
2: Yeah, and and his wife, Bally, is a nurse, and she had to go with him because he, every runner had to have some medical supervision because that could kill you. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember David saying he liked to eat peanut butter while he was running. It just went down. He said the peanut butter was liquid. It was so hot hmm. on, out on the roads. I said... I just can't imagine somebody doing that. But How,
1: what's the best way to get electrolytes? Uh,
2: they they have many drinks now. Things like Gatorade and Powerade have a little too much sugar, and for me, mm-hmm. uh, but you can. What buy, about
1: chocolate milk?
2: Chocolate milk is good for after the workout. Um, during the workout, not so much. But after the workout, it replenishes a lot of the. Uh, sugars in the body and and a lot of the vitamins it's just good all-around replenishing drink mm-hmm. um, but as far as during the event uh, i like something like a diluted gatorade or diluted powerade fifty percent water fifty percent drink that's good while you're exercising or running a marathon yeah,
1: yeah. Now, what is it the electrolytes do for your body
2: well they help nerve function and, and you know, as we run in a race, it, it, if we get dehydrated and the nerves aren't functioning right, you start cramping more. Oh. And, and uh, you know, hopefully those hold off all of that and so you can continue running.
1: Mm-hmm. What if you go to bed after you've had a workout earlier in the day? And then all of a sudden your uh, uh, Muscle muscles cramping. start cramping.
2: That's usually... Uh, dehydration. That's mm-hmm. usually a sign of dehydration. And mm-hmm. and you do need those electrolytes to and that's where the chocolate milk would be perfect.
1: Yeah. I try to buy two or three big bottles of chocolate milk as often as I can because there's I know somewhere along the line it's going to catch up with me.
2: Yeah and I've started doing that as well. I'll drink chocolate milk for dinner or something mm-hmm. and I think that's a good drink to have. Yeah.
1: So when you go in the MAC, Mm -hmm. your whole health is in front of you. When you walk through that door, everything that needs to be done for you to have a healthy body, no matter how old you are or how many injuries you have, the experts are there to take care of you.
2: They are. um, You know... We've got equipment to take care of everybody. We've got rehab equipment in there. Uh, I worked at the hospital a number of years, and I was over the physical therapy at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And we have some of the same equipment at the MAC that we had in the hospital physical therapy area. Mm -hmm. So we can help you with rehab and getting recovered from injuries. Um, we can help you lose weight. We can help you gain muscle and get stronger, and mm-hmm. you know, just about anything you want to do. If you want to train for a 5K race, I know the half marathon and the middle half is coming up in October. If you want to get ready for that, there's still plenty of time, and we can. You
1: talking about the one that's going to be here
2: in October, right? Yeah. So, so there's plenty of time to get ready for that. Um, but we can we can pretty much help you do anything you want to achieve your goals?
1: You know, after I had my knee surgery uh, three or four years ago, Matt Barrett did such a great job. I mean, I, I'm not another surgeon like him. And uh, But anyway, I did my rehab work uh, over at TOA mm-hmm. just for, I can't remember, maybe three weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. And then they were trying to get me to do it over at uh, – um, one of the um, I was trying to remember it was uh it was the, where where a lot of people who have heart surgeries and things would go for to to get their rehab and uh, I uh, told them I said well I'm I'm going to the Mac I know that I'm going to get the the best attention that I can be uh, I can have anywhere and plus they have a whole lot more to offer as far as uh all the things that uh, can get you back on your feet again and 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 the strength that you had before before you go through surgery surgery will take a lot out of you and and uh, you have to be ready uh to do your part once it's over That's with right. because right. it makes a big difference and you guys i mean it 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 it's like uh um there's motivation there the equipment is there, uh, the expertise is there. There's nothing missing at the Mac. It, it's just a, a wonderful place. Now it, it's if if you people been here a long time, it's 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 next to that fabric place that used to be there where all the ladies would go and get all their sewing things, and then they can create things i think it what is it now is it a bicycle place or yeah, something Mercury's like that for
2: outdoor and bike that's moab now yeah and by the way that's a great bike shop if you need any any bike expertise those guys sure know their stuff but yeah that, that old fabric shops the moab yeah and next to that is a medical clinic and then the max right in the middle of that building
1: that medical c- clinic is named the millennial
2: Millennium they do
1: they only take care of millennial
2: people <laughs> no they'll take care of anybody no, they'll take clinic. care of
1: smart people
2: too yeah that's well wow, right. that's pretty <laughs> neat I, I love that and and we've got a chiropractor office in there and so uh we we got just about everything you need in that little strip mall but yeah we you know
1: i didn't know the chiropractor was there yes how do I miss uh, the person that's in there? On the other side of the dance club. Oh, okay. Well, I, I could have seen that chiropractor with my shoulders. Yeah,
2: Murfreesboro Chiropractor. It's a husband and uh, wife duo, and they are wonderful.
1: Wow. So everything is there.
2: We Yeah, we got everything you need right there.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, you even have healthy drinks and stuff that are in we, there.
2: We do. The juice bar has come in there and they do a great job with drinks and smoothies and things and Mm -hmm. you can come in off the street and visit there if you want to. So that's available. Yeah, we've got just about everything you would need and we've got over 20 personal trainers and I'll brag on them a minute. They are such, I've never seen such a good group of expertise and professionalism. Mm -hmm. These trainers can work with you. A couple sessions or you can sign up and work with them weekly forever and they will work with you on your nutrition they will work with you on your exercise and they they cost a little extra but uh, they will work one-on-one with you and I tell you what you want to get in shape they will get you in shape now yeah
1: yeah yeah I noticed that people are so different and there's some walking around what I what used to call muscle bound, mm-hmm. they they love to be flexing their muscles and all of that stuff, and then it's us old people. We're yeah. we're we're just trying to stay healthy, right. I'm, I'm, and the uh, the cardio are are the best way in the world to stay yeah. healthy. But um, you get kind of competitive when you see those big ones around and you want to grab uh, the weights and you know. Press two twenty-five as many reps as you can, and all that. And uh, uh, I think I'm beyond that anymore.
2: Yeah, I think you've gotten over that. I think
1: yes, I have gotten over and, that.
2: Truman, you're doing it for all the right reasons. You're doing it for your health and to feel good, and all of all of the right things. But you know, sometimes it takes that motivation of saying okay I want to run this 5k Mm -hmm. and so you know help me get to that 5k and that that goal will get you in the gym and working out yeah you know once you're there I I think it's easy you know Uh, the hardest thing for people is putting those shoes on getting those workout clothes on and getting into the gym once you're there it's a piece of cake but, uh, you know, it's it's hard for a lot of people to just get in the gym. They're just not motivated, and, and that's what we're there for is once you come in, we'll motivate you. We'll get you going, and we'll keep you going.
1: You know, I think back, uh, I had a knee replacement, and, of course, after you've had the knee replacement, uh, Dr. Barrett told me, he said, Truman, you can still run, but I don't want you to because that knee will not last with all that pounding that that's that you're having to go through, yeah. and I, I've always been a 200 plus pounder, mm-hmm. even though I was running seven or eight miles a day, mm-hmm. I just didn't lose that much weight. And but a lot of it was because I was working in the weight room, mm-hmm. benching and doing all those other things. They 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 it, one was bothering the other, you might say. Right. So do you have to concentrate on just one particular thing. Uh, you either want to be uh, strong and, and and be able to lift all kinds of weight, or if you want to be someone who gets out and enjoys running and, and seeing the countryside all over the place, um, should you actually concentrate on one particular way?
2: You know, and I say if you're really competitive and you're focused on, doing a competition, mm-hmm. you definitely gotta focus on one a little more. Uh, but if you're looking for just general health, no, you can do both and you wanna do both. Yeah. Uh, I remember my wife's uncle, we were moving some furniture years ago and later on after we were all done, she went. he went and told my wife, he said, you know, Rick's strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, he doesn't look very strong, but he is strong. And well, I lifted weights but I didn't lift the amount of weights to really bulk up and get bigger because I wanted to be a distance runner. Yeah. So I lifted weights for strength. And uh, and so I had muscle tone and strength, but just not those big weights that were gonna slow me down running. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you, you would adjust a little bit and do some things like that. And Truman, you did a little bit of everything. You were into that muscle strength, uh, weight lifting competition, and then you were also into the running 5K competition, yeah. which is pretty unusual. I don't see many people like that. But, you know, you did both well, but had you focused solely on one or the other, you, you probably would have taken it to another different level. Yeah. So, But, uh, you know, I, I kind of like the all-around.
1: Did you ever have any friends around here that you got into a competition with say like a 5k 10k especially a 10k i um you 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 knew uh judge steve daniels yep and he uh we were getting ready to run a, a 10k and he uh, said Truman, let's put a bet on this and i said okay what 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 are we going to do well, let's bet a dinner I hope he's listening. So I lived over uh, in on Eventide, and, and part of the race would run by Eventide. I think maybe when a half of it was over with. And I had my uh, wife out there, and she was watching us come by. And he took off. I mean, he was flying. And uh, I just kind of eased, eased down. And uh, by the time I got to my house, I asked her, I said, Jackie, did you see uh, Steve Daniels go by? Yeah. She said, he's about a quarter of a mile ahead of you. I said, okay, good. So I picked, started picking it up a little bit. And then we were about, uh, a mile away from the finish line and I finally caught him, but he was starting to struggle at that mm-hmm. time. I mean, he had really pushed it and, uh, I got to him and, uh, He started walking. He said, "True, let's walk a bit. I said, Judge, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I think I'll keep on running. You know I never got that dinner. Uh, Can you imagine that? He owes you. He's been owing me that dinner for years. And bless his heart. Isn't that kind of fun? when you have friends a lot of times you just kind of enjoy the conversation and that's one good thing about running long distance you can talk, you can talk. to people you can. yeah and, and the the air is still in, in there enough that you can have a pretty good conversation, but did you ever get into something like that with oh, one of your buddies?
2: I, I did. I I used to tell anybody that would come run with me, come run with me. Yeah. And I'll slow down to your pace. I just enjoyed running with people. But we had a group of us that were pretty competitive, and we would get into it. We sure did. And uh, I, I won't say I I won all the time. I won my share. I
1: bet just about all the time.
2: No, but
1: did you ever run against David?
2: I did run against David, and uh, I don't think I ever ran against him in marathon, 5Ks or 10Ks. Yeah. And I was a little faster than David in the shorter races, but mm-hmm. he could take me in the longer ones, that's for sure. So, yeah, but, but I had a group of friends, and we'd get out and run and compete and every day just having fun with it. But I never put a, a dinner on the line. That would have been a good <laughs>
1: one. <laughs> What about Boston? Did you ever run in Boston?
2: I did run the Boston Marathon. Yeah. yeah, that was that's another story altogether. But that's that's probably the greatest race I ever ran, and and uh, I, I tell people I ran it on one leg because I had a pulled muscle. Oh. And but I got to the finish line. So.
1: Now you didn't run when they had that bad situation there.
2: No, but I had some people I was training that ran in it, and they were taken off the course. Uh, and they were allowed to come back the next year mm-hmm. and run it. For, because Boston, you have to qualify. You have to run a certain time within your age division to qualify. So it's the best of the best. And some people, it's it's tough to qualify for Boston. And uh, so when they did have that bombing and years ago, they allowed all the people that didn't finish to come back and run it. And I had a couple of my runners came back the next year, and they finished it up. So
1: do you keep a history of your time on marathons?
2: You know, Truman, I used to keep a logbook of my runs every day and I would keep track of the weather and Mm -hmm. you know how I felt during the hot and the cold and different weather. That's where I discovered I could run in the heat, but not the humidity. The humidity just wore me down. And I discovered that through all my logbooks and I would keep track of everybody that came and ran with me those Mm -hmm. days. It was pretty detailed, and, and all my runs, and yeah, I, I, during my day, I, I did all that. I still got some of those log books, because I like to look back through them and go, wow, was I in shape? But uh, yeah, I, I worked hard in the day.
1: Most people don't understand how dangerous humidity is.
2: It, it is. The, the heat and the humidity is probably the only thing that can kill a healthy runner. Mm -hmm. and it can flat knock you down
1: now most uh, do you have medical people spread out along the uh uh, the marathon um trail they they
2: do in in the races they have medical tents all over the course uh you know nashville has a pretty big marathon, Mm -hmm. and when they were first putting that together, I was asked to be part of that group to give my expertise on it, and they had a whole medical division, and those folks are all over the course. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I've actually seen them pull runners off the course and say, you can't continue because they're overheated and they don't realize it, and they're showing signs of heat stress and heat stroke. And, and they don't realize that if they continue on, they could be detrimental to their health. So the medical personnel are at every marathon, sure.
1: If you see people that are struggling, say they're almost at the finish line, say within three or 400 yards of the finish line, but yet they're all over the place. I've, I have actually seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, is it better to let them try to finish the race or, for their own health, get them off and get them some medical help? Yeah,
2: and Truman, that's a dilemma. That is the question. The Ironman Triathlon in Hawaii went through that a number of years ago when a lady crawled. She was in first place. She could no longer run; her legs were not functioning. She crawled across the finish line, and they said, "You know, should have we helped her and picked her up because you know she looked awful." Yeah. And they put a rule in the Ironman Triathlon: you are not allowed to crawl. And they did that because they said, if you're that, that worn out, they want to get medical attention to you immediately. And, and that's see, what
1: they I was that. watching that one on television. Mm-hmm. And I was just straining to – I was actually hollering. I was pulling for her to cross that oh, finish yeah. line. You see that much courage and, and that much competitiveness in somebody, it's just – it's unreal.
2: It is. It is. And, and, you know, that's the dilemma. You want to let them finish because they are showing that much courage, as you say, to, to finish the race. But at the same time, you know, if they're at that point and their body is that far gone – they need to get help.
1: Yeah. yeah. Have you been watching any of the Olympics swimming with Ledecky?
2: Oh, I I love the Olympics. Yeah, just uh, amazing athletes.
1: Yeah. I've been watching her. I've never seen anybody like her. Mm-mm. She can out-swim most of the men. In fact, I think just about all of them.
2: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: Yeah. And, and But she, she is in just about every competition – well, whether it's, it's sprints or 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 whether it's long distance, uh, she is. I, I think that God makes certain people gives them an extra amount of spirit and and maybe the heart's bigger and stronger. But I, I remember the uh, the horse secretariat. She reminds me of secretariat where she is just uh heads and shoulders above everybody else it's just unbelievable
2: yeah yeah and you're right those people are born with it but then they go to the next level because they train so hard yeah i was talking to somebody the other day about michael jordan and larry bird yeah and if you look at them in their high school careers they weren't that great yeah they got really good in college Well, they were always on the court an hour before everybody else, and they were always on the court an hour after everybody else, and that's what it takes. And Larry
1: Bird, he paid for it because his back went out on him. Bless his heart. Oh yeah. But I remember they were having a three-point shooting contest, and uh, they 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 showed Larry Bird walking with all the other competitors, and he looked down at them and he said. I wonder who's going to be second.
2: I remember that. Can you
1: imagine (laughs) uh, uh, just having that? There's nothing like sports, and there's nothing like using your abilities up. It doesn't make any difference whether you're 12 years old or 90 years old. You should never stop, should you?
2: Never stop. Never stop. Yeah, I was diagnosed about ten years ago with Parkinson's disease, and I'm doing well today with it. And the doctor I have
1: never seen any uh, examples of Parkinson's with you.
2: Well, and the doctor said, Rick, you have, you've done so well because you've exercised your whole life. Mm -hmm. He said, and that is the key. Don't quit exercising. And and so I try to do a little something every day. And uh, uh, and and as long as i can keep moving and exercising i think i'll be just fine
1: is that why you decided to be at the mac and run the mac you wanted to be around people and pass that on to them
2: well that and and i do love people and working with them yeah but the mac when i was offered that job i just i said the mac physically the building and the equipment everything it's the best place in town. Like I say, that's just matter of fact. Yeah. And then to to have the opportunity to get in there and help people, yeah, it's a dream job.
1: But you love uh, conversing with everybody. I, I I have seen you, and and your your door is always open for people to come in and talk about some of the things that that they either want to work on or or give them some advice on. Uh, what they really need to do at this particular point in their lives
2: yeah when i first came there the uh the owner of the club said rick now here's the manager's office and it was back a little farther not close to the front and i said Mm -hmm. no i want the office right up front so i can keep the door open so i can have people as soon as they walk in if they want to come in and talk to me they can come in and talk to me about anything in the world it gets me in a little trouble sometimes because I get in some long conversations. Uh, don't always get all the paperwork done that I need to and I end up having to work a little longer, but, but I, I do enjoy talking to the members and meeting with them and helping them out. And, and that, yeah, that, it's fun. Uh, you know, you say if you find a job that you enjoy, you never work a day in your life. Well, that's what I do. I go in and I have fun every day.
1: That does make it special, doesn't it? Yeah, because right. I know when I worked in law enforcement, I couldn't wait to, to get there. And uh, first time I, I, t- I hit the button to turn the siren on, the adrenaline just started—just it was through the roof, you, you might say. But you, law enforcement is one of those jobs, kind of like yours—you're there for the people, and, and you're there to make sure not only that they're safe. But you enjoy the conversations. Uh, I don't know what it is about law enforcement, but people, as a rule, want to talk to you and they want to know some. The old jail on on uh, 400 West Main Street, that was the best social gathering in all of Rutherford County. But people would love coming there. It's just wow. uh, it, it's amazing how they they the, it, it's um, it's not really talking about. Things in in a bad way, but uh, they're interested in in people in that particular line, and, and uh, if 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 they want to know something about health, they'll come and talk to you over at the Mac, yep. and 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 tell the people how to get to the mac
2: well our address is 710 memorial boulevard mm-hmm. and i tell people it's where the uh, new overpass is on broad and memorial we're yeah. right down in that area um people might know where the uh, uh what am i thinking the about? light
1: where they go to the roundabout
2: yes where they go to the roundabout that's how there.
1: i get there every morning
2: you can get get on that and come through the back way uh or it's right next to the senior citizen uh club there right behind us yeah so uh you know find us one way or another look us up come on over i i love people to walk in the door i'll ask them i'll say do you have good walking shoes on because you're going to walk a long way Mm -hmm. people walk in and their first expression is i didn't realize this place is that big It doesn't look that big from the street, but you walk through, it's a large facility and we've got everything under the sun there. We've even got pickleball. That's the fastest growing sport in in the nation. Pickleball's like indoor tennis. And we play it on the gym floor. We got a a half court gymnasium. Mm -hmm. And then we play it in the group fitness rooms too. It's big enough. Uh, the rooms are big enough to play pickleball in there when they're not having the group fitness classes. And but, you do
1: handball.
2: Handball. Basketball. basketball racquetball. Uh, we do all kinds of group fitness classes, everything from Zumba to yoga to body pump, and and it's for men and women alike. Um, you know, we we got just about everything you'd want over there.
1: So there's nothing lacking. No. Nope. And you have the the one guy that probably knows more about workouts than anybody Um do you have a, a special time that you're there or or do you just is it just kinda um it's kinda open because you have st- you you have a lot in our, the game with a lot of different things going on yeah
2: our hours we we open at five a.m I get there for yeah you're you're the first one in the door and, uh, and then we close at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So people are like, well, Rick, why aren't you there during all the hours? Well, I'd be working 200 hours a week. I couldn't do that. But I do spend a lot of time there, and I'll go in at different times. I'll go in there every once in a while, and early 5 a.m. I'll open up, and I'll stay till 10. But I'm there pretty much every day in the middle of the day. And I even go through on Saturday and Sunday and kind of walk around and talk to people and help them out if I can. So I put in my fair share of hours, but again, I'm having so much fun. It just, I don't mind doing it a bit. But uh, the the other thing I'll mention is we have a very large contingency of seniors in the MAC. Yeah. Uh, if you have a silver sneaker membership or a silver and fit membership, A lot of those folks don't realize it is good at any facility that offers that. So they can go to any facility in town. I've got some friends that'll go to one place one day and another place another day, and then they'll come into the MAC, and, and if you have that, type of membership, you can go any place you want. You, you don't have to be limited to one facility. Wow. Yeah, it's a great deal. So so I encourage all those people to come What ages
1: do, do they qualify?
2: It's typically a Medicare uh, age group, and it's a supplemental insurance. So it's, for the most part, a 65 and up group. And we have regular classes for those folks. Mm-hmm. and uh, But they can come in and do a workout, and we'll set them up, and they can come in on their own if they want. They don't have to go to the classes.
1: Well, I may get that age one of these days. You
2: may, you may get there.
1: So. Yeah. bunch of young people.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know we've run out of time. Is there anything we should have brought up? Uh,
2: no, I think we've covered it pretty good. Uh, I would just invite people to come by and visit the MAC, I tell them, go to all the other facilities in town, but check the MAC last, and after you've compared everything, we'll see you at the MAC.
1: It's got to be the largest, and it probably has more uh, different things that you can do than any other place. I don't think anything's close to it.
2: No, not even close. Yeah, we've got more equipment than any place.
1: Anything else? Nope. Pleasure to be here. Always Always good to have you here. And uh, um, I've enjoyed this morning's conversation. I really have. It's very informative, and it's a lot of fun. Anytime you're talking about uh, workouts and health and competition, I'll be there.
2: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Truly my pleasure.
1: Always good to see you. And I, I want you back because... Uh, as much as we touched this morning, there's so many other ways or places that we could have gone. And uh, I, I, I do want to hear some of your marathon runs. Oh, because
2: I, I got some stories.
1: I'll bet you you do. All right, guys, we will see you in the morning at 9.